This has been a mission to even get here right now, okay? <sighs> 38 minutes to be exact. You're lucky we showed up to work today. <laughs> Do you know what though? I was thinking about it this morning because Meadow and I try and be so mental healthy about the way that we record these. And like we've both multiple times have woken up and texted each other like, I can't record today or Meadow will text me like, I mm-hmm. can't record today because we're just like fucking going through it. And at the end of the day, we want to bring you guys like good content. And if we just sound like angry bitches, it's going to show. <laughs> and, but then I thought about it because ever since last week when Meadow and I really firmed up our schedules, because we were like enough, we need to just get shit done in order to uh-huh. get things like in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. I thought about it today and I was like, wow, the professionality, if that even is a word is going to skyrocket because professionalism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The one time I got a word today. It's been 38 minutes. I had to have gotten one. I mean, people shit on me so much for my spelling and like me not knowing words because I'm supposed to be a writer. And I'm like, that is what spelling genetic English is is. your second language. Like, absolutely not. It's not your fault. (sighs) The horror. Whatever. (sighs) How are you? How's your day gone? You know, drinking a LaCroix. We already talked about this. We're not talking about it again, but. Mm -hmm. It's weird for me that I'm drinking a carbonated drink. That's It's just weird. Especially a LaCroix. It just really, it doesn't make sense to me. I just had chasers in my fridge for my birthday and I was just craving. Oh, but do you not like water. It? You didn't even say, it. are you enjoying it or no? It's fine. It's fine. I'm drinking a Moroccan mint green tea from Trader Joe's. That sounds delicious. I know. I love, you and I love the turmeric ginger one from Trader Joe's. That's like a big you and I tea, I feel like. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. It's the tea that I drink at your house every time I come over. It's like the pink and yellow box. That's not a Trader Joe's brand. Yes, it is. It's like a no. turmeric. Gen- I will literally get the box. Meadow, I don't, I don't shop at Trader Joe's. So I don't know I s- why that's in my cabinets. How do you not shop at Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's I, is my Disneyland. I give you straight up ginger tea. Yeah, I know, but I've I've made it myself. It's in your maybe I brought it. Honestly, that adds up. Maybe I brought it to your house because I don't know. Oh, you know what? If I had an Erewhon, I would not be shopping at Trader Joe's either. I guess. I mean, the thing is, if I'm not going to Erewhon, I'm going to Whole Foods, and the only reason I go to Trader Joe's is for snacks. Yeah, I have I very strange shopping habits in the way that I grocery shop. I prioritize farmers market then Trader Joe's, then Whole Foods. That's my priority list. I feel like I'll become a farmer's market girl. Oh my God. Hmm. I feel like Kim Kardashian when she lost her diamond in the ocean. A ring that my mom got me for Christmas is missing a diamond. I just got this fucking ring. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. How the fuck? I was like, what? Anything. (laughs) Dude, my mom had to stop wearing her rings at school because she was the elementary school librarian and putting like books up and down and up and down all day. She like lost a ton of them. Dude, like fucking elitist side note, but like the jeweler that we use in Miami, they've always been great. And then like, they've just been fucking shit up. Like everything I get from there breaks. Same place though. And like all of a sudden different weird. It's just breaking and I'm not rough. You know what I mean? Like I'm not right, right. fucking smacking my hand against a wall. Right. Weird. Right. Elitist ran over. I'm like the diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> my diamond earrings. <laughs> my diamonds. 
Um, Should we jump straight into our unpacking? Because we're clearly in our feels. (laughs) I mean, look at us. Like, let's just go straight into it because look at us. Seriously. Also, like, people need to know before we do that, we're testing out being further away from our microphones. We don't have a producer. Please sign us. You have a gorgeous We're just testing something, okay? So just bear bear with what the fuck this sounds like because I have no idea what it's going to sound like. Okay, so today we're talking about a lot of things. We um, are unpacking a whole lot. And we both, do you want to start with like how we both on the phone today decided that there's some weird shit in the air? Because it's like, here's the thing. Take it Nothing away. horrible is going wrong, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. of course, there's been a few road bumps in our lives the past couple of weeks, but as life always is just lifing, but both of us very intensely and other people we know, like we all feel like we're coming out of this like weird, energetic, like dark night of the soul grief. And I'm like, nothing is going on. So why am I like feeling all this weird, spiritual, energetic emotion grossness? I do feel like it's shedding. I feel like the cobwebs are coming off. The cobwebs are being wiped clean, but I don't know. It's just felt weird recently. I agree. I don't know what it is. It's just been really quite a heavy energy. The only thing that I can think of is really hyper-specific to my life. And so Anna Maria, if you guys don't know and haven't heard, Matt and I talk about it. She's this like psychic and medium, extraordinaire, amazing person, intuitive woman. And we were speaking recently and she reminded me that, or kind of explained it to me because I don't think I'd, I thought about it, but I'd never had someone explain it to me before of the concept of holding on to other people's energies when you're not even around them. Because Mm. I feel like I'm very receptive to people's energies in person and I really carry that and like Mm -hmm. I need to like literally go like this and get it off me when I come home. Mm -hmm. But she was basically explaining that if you're thinking about somebody a lot and you guys are sort of like psychically connected – God, I feel like I'm really making up words today. I'm really no, sorry. No, no, you're not. I'm following you. Yeah. Psychically. Psychically. (laughs) Whatever. We're connected, you know, up here. She was saying that if you start to feel weird, sticky energy that doesn't feel like yours, it's probably theirs. And you can latch Mm. on to people's energies that way. So I've sort of been chalking up my experience to that. Dude, I'm, I felt the exact same thing, but I just took it like way big picture. Like instead of me and some other person, I'm like, it's the collective consciousness. We're all just going through some, it's been fucking COVID. It's been this, it's been that. How many mass shootings have we had in two weeks? Like it's the collective consciousness. We're all just fucking going through some shit, dude. Yeah. So and we're all, we're all energetically connected. We're all fucking living beings on a floating rock. We're all connected to some capacity. So that makes sense to me. No, a hundred, a hundred percent. So I don't know. That's just, that's just what I've been been chewing on it's been lately weird. it's been weird and I told Meadow this morning I was like I feel like I'm grieving a death that hasn't happened totally and it's like totally. I feel as though I'm doomsday prepping oh I don't feel like I'm doomsday prepping I feel like I'm processing through doomsday I don't think I don't... I'm waiting for something big I feel like I'm going through something weird and I'm finally crawling out of it yeah I've, you and I have been journaling a ton. We've been in our feels a ton. Like emotions are just like turned up. Like the volume yeah. on our emotions are just turned up. You know what I mean? Everything's just really heightened and weird. And like, I don't know. I mean, I, I we were also talking about this and it sort of connects into it. But lately, it's been really difficult for me to 
not laugh at the concept of rest being productive mm-hmm. because my rational mind is telling me you need to rest in order to produce any of your best work or even show up as your best authentic self. But then I sort of spiral and I'm like, is my happiness and is me resting becoming complacent and lazy? Where is the line of actually resting and recharging and living in my happiness versus just getting super complacent and really lazy? Does that make sense? Yeah, but look at your personality as a whole. That's never going to be your problem. You know but what I mean? Like I, the fact but that that's you consider why I spiral that, because I I'm like, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just, that's why I spiral is because I'm like, I feel like if everything is, if I'm really happy, I'm almost distracted by my happiness. And then I feel like my work, um, goes on the back burner because I'm so concentrated on how happy I am in life. But why can't, can you reframe that to make your happiness, your motivation to get more of? So you want to like incorporate that more into your work or have that bleed into your work or have your work start supporting more time to be restful and happy. Like what if you reframe it to be a motivator? Does that work though on your brain? Does that Jedi mind tricks or is your mind like, nope, not it. You know what I mean? I don't, I haven't tried. So, okay. So I don't know because, because I do get report back to the group. No, I will. (laughs) I do get excited. I do get excited when work is going really well. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, it's always, it's always a balance. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes my mind is like, you're too happy. Yeah. What's going on? I've had the opposite problem. I am really leaning into rest and it is going well for me. I am loving it. I, but also like, I'm, I've always been that friend in the friend group where like, I have the lowest work ethic out of any one of our friends. Like I would be perfectly happy just like existing. Name one. No, but that doesn't mean doesn't mean that you have a low work ethic because you get what you need to get done. You were just less obsessed. But I don't with like success. It. Like I don't which like isn't nothing bad. about working. <laughs> Maddie's the same way. We were just talking about this the other day. Really? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, if I could retire tomorrow. Oh, a bitch would. I wish a bitch would. Fuck. That's my goal. That's my motivation. I'm gonna work just so I can retire tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's, Maddie that's, and I living on a farm somewhere, being off the grid, never going back on again. That would be the dream. No, oh, literally. Um, I, <laughs> like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, but that's Apparently. fine. Then, but then you're the reason why we're like aware of things going on in the world. Like you keep us tethered. You're literally the one that grounds the two air signs. Remember? So I mm-hmm. fucking, it says I've run out of this space. I'm going to lose my mind today, y'all. Uh, I love when people haven't seen this side of you. I was literally just talking about this the other day with, God damn it, who was I saying it to? Oh, I was I was at dinner with Natalie, our girl, Miss Natalie oh, Joy. I love and her. we were talking about you and I oh, and how it's funny that like um, our personalities are so different. And I feel like in the beginning of the podcast, I was trying to be more like you. And like it just came off really inauthentic in the sense of like, I'm just not as friendly. And I don't mean that in a mean way. <laughs> Please. Please. Like, I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just what? don't think that my personality is as like, 
fucking inviting as yours. And that's not to say that I'm a rude person because I'm not rude at all. I don't think I am. Oh, ever. But I, I just think would, I'm like, a little bit more blunt. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's like not inviting. Like your personality doesn't feel uninviting to me. But you know what? People are very intimidated by you. People say that to me a lot. Which I think I it's just because you're hot, honestly. I don't yeah, think it's so anything to do with you. your personality. Yeah, but, but I'm mean, I'm hot in like a cute way. No, I know a lot of hot people who are like not intimidating. I don't think it yeah. has to do with that. I don't yeah. I don't know. Whatever. The point is that I was just saying that now I'm just allowing myself to just fucking be. Even the other day on the stories when we were doing that QA and people were like, oh Gabby's oh, fucking yeah. letting it rip today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I was like, were. oh fuck, did I sound mean? And then I was like, you know what? No, it's my personality. So anyway, the point is I'm glad you're seeing this part of Meadow because it exists. <laughs> it exists and fucking Gabby gets it all the time. So does Mahal. I'm trying well, not to yell just being because annoying. I'm on a microphone. Please. Dude, I took it to the fucking vet again. For anyone paying attention to how many times we have to talk about Mahal's issues. Please. You our, just, just stay there, Mahal. Just sit on your mother's lap and fucking behave. Just be for the love of God. Also, this painting behind me of a, or painting, a fucking Picasso sketch of a Dachshund. Is it a tooth? Mm-hmm. Picasso. Thank fucking God I didn't sound like an idiot. Um, you know, my aunt gave that to me like seven years ago and it's just been in my house. And I was like, did I accidentally manifest this dog just by having this near me and seeing it every day? And like, I've never even thought about it. And then oh. we got her and it was like put away. And Aaron and I looked at it one time and was like, holy fucking shit, subliminal messaging. This is why we got Whoa. it. Whoa. Right? That's actually pretty cool. It's pretty cool. God, I feel like our sound is going to sound fucking miserable. I honestly feel like we should re-record everything. I don't like anything I've said today. Okay. We don't have to, by any means. We could keep <laughs> So we just took a break so I could flip my hair and do three jumping jacks and try to get in a better mood. So you really are seeing all sides of me today. <laughs> <laughs> the tears are at the forefront. Literally right there. Such is life, baby girl. Make it work, designers. That's how Literally. I Literally. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be great. I, I want to get into what I'm unpacking then, I guess. Just because if just I'm a ball right of ahead. emotions, should I? Yeah. And honestly, I wasn't going to talk about it on the podcast because the person that I'm going to unpack something about might be listening. Who knows? But I'm going to anyway. I'm like unpacking a friendship breakup that happened like 10 years ago. So that's fun. Tell us more. Uh, it was like my first real adult female friendship, you know, and it was totally codependent. I was like free falling out of a five-year relationship with my high school sweetheart and swan diving into codependent best friendship at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, that was so beautiful. It really Thank was. You. It really was one of those. And so it was fine. I don't know. Whatever. It's ended and it's fine, but it just still makes me sad. It still bothers me, you know, like it, it feels like in a parallel reality that's closer than it actually is. Like in the back of my head, I, I, I'm like texting her right now. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it just like feels like it's so easy and so close to being like such a good friend and everything we were, but we're not. And it just feels weird. And so I just, uh, I actually unfollowed her recently, like a couple months ago, just because even though they never post, just seeing her name makes me sad. Mm-hmm. And then I found out she had a baby. She has a fucking one-year-old. And I had no idea. And I was so sad. And he's so cute. It just yeah. made me sad. No, it's a weird, it's a weird um thing to experience because it's I feel like we go, we live so many lifetimes within this one lifetime. 
boy, do right? we. Jeez. Yeah. And to then to feel so hyper-connected to someone at one point in your life yes. and then to know that like you're – it kind of is an ego thing too. Yeah. No, it's totally an ego thing. To be like, why am I not important to them in- anymore? And it's not even that. It was just like, oh, like, I wonder what was on your push playlist. I wonder what you were craving. Like, why didn't you name your kid the name that you liked in college? Like, there's why just didn't so many you name qu- your kid Meadow? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I know what her names for her kids were, and she didn't name yeah. him. You know what? It's just all those cute little questions that are like, remind me of our friendship and remind me of how close we were. And I yeah. know nothing about who they are now. And I'm yeah. sure she's a completely different person than she was when we were friends, because I feel like I am too, mm-hmm. which is fine. It just is like, Oh, that's so sad. I still love her. And I would, it's, you know why? It's because I wouldn't have wanted that friendship to end. I felt like that friendship ended and our breakup happened in a way and I never would have wanted to. And I've had friendship breakups happen because I wanted them to happen. Right. And that was not one of them. It's hard. I'm sorry. Right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, friend, friendship breakups are hard. That's what I'm feeling. They're not easy. They're not easy. Or just like, sometimes we go through different areas where you have to like, you move and you have, I feel like that was one of the questions we got on the stories too. Like you move and you have to recategorize mm-hmm, friends mm-hmm. in your brain or learn how to be a long distance friend or learn like, oh, maybe they got in a relationship and it's not feasible to be like the codependent best friend. So now you recategorize what type of, like you're, you just, you have to, you either grow with people or you grow away from people and both are fine. It's just always, you know, sometimes there's sticky emotions that come up in that process. Especially when you think that you're going to be with that person because it's friendship breakups are weird because it's like it's not like a relationship where realistically a relationship's probably gonna end like the odds of you marrying them or being with them forever but with friends it's like you really genuinely believe you're gonna be there with each other throughout every phase Thick of your thin. life yeah when it's just like not the case which is unfortunate um but adulting but adulting my sister said that to me one time like years ago and she was like being an adult is recognizing the fact that like your friends are going to change <laughs> and I was like it's why so <laughs> it's honestly it's so true we've talked about this before but like yeah. Riley and I we met in eighth grade yeah like that bitch is my sister I've been oh, through dude I have best friends with that I've been best friends with since I was three yeah exactly you're like how many but isn't that so cool though because you it's like amazing. continue to meet each other where you're at in real time and like not project or not like treat them now how they were back then you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like honoring people's growth and not treating them in a way you would have back in the day because they're a different person like I just think Mm -hmm. that's so special but it does take it does take self-awareness on both sides it takes well that's what I was gonna say it takes it takes work on 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 both ends and we should do like a whole episode about it it's just not today it's just not today (laughs) anyway it's just not today but that was the reason I was in my feels yesterday Fucking valid, dude. Shit's in the air. <laughs> shit's in the air. Shit's in the air. You? If you're feeling some type of way, let us know. I mean, no, we already did my unpacking. Yeah. Episode over. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's Bye. it for us. Well, no. we did have some other things we wanted to talk about. Do you want to cue it up for us? Sure. Um. So we got a request on Patreon, actually, from one of our patrons. Shout to out, talk Jay. About- no, not that's not their them. name. That's not their name. I said a letter of their name. It's oh. still anonymous. <laughs> Are we fighting <laughs> yeah. on camera? <laughs> but I was like, let's call, let's shout them out. And I was like, no, because they didn't give us permission Animated. to use their name. It was just a letter. We can edit it. Was just it. a letter. Whatever. It's fine. 
I'm glad we're fighting on camera. We got to give the people what they want. Then they're going to pick sides. Keep things spicy. Yeah. Ugh, everyone pick Gabby's side. She's no. always right. That is very incorrect. I mean, when it comes to issues that we're having, I feel like you're always in issues that we're having means we means the podcast. We never means our friendship. You know what? I am usually right with <laughs> those. I won't hate. even lie. Did but it's I not lie? like you're, no. yeah, but you're not, it's not like you're doing something that's wrong. It's just, no, I just play devil's advocate more than you. Right? You, no, I feel like I play devil's advocate more. I feel like you play the nice one more. You're like an angel. Maybe advocate. I should just, I mean, I should just go into my evil era. No, please don't. That's why I'm. Here. I would be a great supervillain. That's why I'm here. Please don't. That's my role. That's my character. Yeah, that's my I character. I didn't sign off on that. <laughs> don't take away my branding. I thought we had already worked through you being classified as the bitch. Shouldn't we rewrite that narrative? Yes, but, but, but neither of us such as a bitch. <laughs> Just fucking. With you. <laughs> you guys are watching the demise of my branding in real time. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. Over. Okay. Okay. For the love of God, we're gonna be talking today. Also, if I keep looking at my phone, they're my fucking notes, people. Okay, I'm not like texting. I just felt the need. <laughs> I just felt the need. We're gonna be talking we're really, about mental. Can you health. tell we're struggling with being on video? Keep going. We're going to be talking about mental health as an explanation versus mental health as an excuse. And there's a big, <gasps> there is a big difference. There's a big difference. Do you want to, do you want to, you know, before you jump into it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I was going to say the Pete Davidson reference. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I feel like this should maybe be a Patreon-only episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I'm what? I'm totally going to cry. Do you know oh, what? <laughs> we said last time that our Patreon episode was so unhinged and we wanted to bring that energy uh, to the real episodes. So you know what? We have this to do is, it. Then. This is what you're getting. For the, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop talking. Meadow, please talk about No, no, no. The Pete Davidson one. The, go ahead. We can start we've, there. We've just it's talked about the fact that Ugh. Pete Davidson made a comment like a really long time ago on SNL where he was talking about Kanye West and he basically was like, mental illness is not an excuse to be an asshole. Dude. So, okay. Period. I'm going to take it away. Here we please, go. go ahead. I, I recently was friends with and involved with someone that was so open about their mental health. And I was trying to be as supportive as possible. And it just got to the point where I'm like, I, mm, this is going to be not trauma informed. No one hold me to it. Okay. This is just sometimes I don't always have to be trauma informed. My, my life is performance or it's camp. Sometimes I just want to look at people and be like, I have clients with real mental illness that would never treat someone the way that you're doing right now. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, the like, the like self-pitying that people can do by falling into their like illness and using that as an excuse to just shit all over everyone or be manipulative or just like pull strings and be like, oh, oh, like there's people out there that are like truly, truly struggling with like deep psychosis that would never fucking do that to somebody. 
which I, okay, mental, the real fake, I get it. What I said was fucked up, but I still stand by it. Kind no, of. I stand by it too, because there's people in this world, particularly the ones, I'm not going to, I'm not going to gauge someone's mental illness, but you're not acting out of your mental illness. You're acting out of the fact that you're a cunt. Exactly. Okay. Much better way to say that. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And then just slapping mental illness on top. Like, oh, I'm like, mental no, ill. You can't get babes. mad at me. Babes, you're just a bitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, if you can't tell, we feel passionate about Lee, passionately <laughs> about this because we did go through it recently. But I do think in general, like, it does, I do say, oh, you know what? Let's take it back to friendships. I will say it does get hard in terms of friendships and learning, like, how to be supportive as a friend of people with mental illness and helping mm-hmm. if they want people decide when they're using it to like inhibit themselves or to like not go after what they want or be self-sabotaging versus like actually understanding what your limitations are and then like how you can grow around them or you know what I mean I I, I can see it from that perspective in a much gentler way if we're getting into nuance more well yeah and I mean look look nuance is always going to exist in every sort of friendship and and by the way like we all have mental health we don't all have mental illnesses I feel like it's important thank you very much so there's a difference in the way to go about that and we're going to talk about it later more of the like from our perspectives the way that we navigate situations with people Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there's a there's a difference between like you know you're mentally ill diagnosed with xyz whether it be a whatever um Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we're all fucking going through things. But there's always going to be nuance. And I feel like I've been seeing just so much, especially in terms of, I guess I've just been seeing it in my like personal life of like, look, particularly, we all know, we all know, I'm like figuring out how to say this. We all know that I I joke about like the fact that I love a project Mm, when it comes mm -hmm. to romantic relationships. So Mm -hmm. much so that I feel like friends in my life have become so hyper-involved and caveat, okay, it is to say that I have made certain people hyper-involved, but then there are people that I have not made hyper-involved. Made though? I mean, or like gone to participants. Yeah. You know, but you know what I mean? Like I've, yeah, I've, I do. I've allowed my friends to give opinion mm-hmm. and comment. Mm-hmm. And, but, get yeah, and get involved. And get involved. Yeah. But yeah. there are people who I have not given that sort of green light to and feel the need to do it anyway. And Hmm. I just feel like I've joked about it so much so to the point that now my friends are like trying extra, extra hard to make sure that I do not fall back into that same pattern. Mm. And I feel the need to just say, and I've said it to the people in my life, I firmly feel that I am in a place in my life where I can genuinely distinguish the difference between being somebody's solution versus walking alongside them as they go on their personal development journey. Because there is a giant difference between Mm -hmm. fixing someone and being there for them while they work on fixing themselves. Because none of us are ever going to be perfect. And I feel like right now, particularly with TikTok, we just hear so much of this like rule book, playbook. If they're mm-hmm. not, if they mm-hmm. wanted to, they would. Mm-hmm. There's fucking nuance. And by the way, like you're literally 
giving up your deductive reasoning skills, which we talked about in next episode when you just like give into rule books. But Mm -hmm. because of that whole like guidebook, rule book mentality, I feel like people expect their partners or the people that they're getting into relationships to be perfect from the get-go, which is just not realistic because like, babes, you're not perfect. That was something that I was so, I think I said this in next episode too. Like I was so adamant about that in breakups, like always coming back to myself, becoming my best self and not thinking that I could have as exponential self-growth with someone than alone. And it literally took Aaron to, for me to be like, Oh, like the way this is how I describe like me meeting the fucking love of my life. He shows up and I'm like, Oh shit, there you are. Here's everything I've been going with. Let's fucking go. We got work to do. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. It's like, Oh, thank God you're here. Oh my God. I've been needing help. Okay. Here's what I'm dealing with. Here's where we got to go. We're going there together side by side. You know what I mean? It's not like, Oh, I'm so this, this and that, and you're going to fulfill it. And but, dude, I also want to circle back to something you said though, because you, you made, you said something that I think is really important to also clarify here that fuck, how did you phrase it? I don't know how you phrased it, but my point was in the same way that you aren't limiting yourself to that narrative that was in your head about you loving a project and like Mm -hmm. working on that. I do think when we're talking about mental illness as an explanation or excuse, I feel some type of way with diagnoses. I think the DSM-5 is complete fucking trash. I think all the DSMs are fucking trash. Being Mm -hmm. trans was in there till like, what, two years ago, which is obviously hyperbole, but like, you know, give me a break. Pride month. Anyway, it's just like, it's so, I think people can get diagnoses and really have that be so helpful and so clear and have them understand what they've been going through and use that to empower them to go get help or know like, to seek a different route of education or like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Whatever you're like, oh shit, that's what it is. Okay, cool. I just have to do things a little differently. And I think other people can get a label of a diagnosis or a mental illness and fucking spiral, become a self-fulfilling prophecy, like not know what to do with it. And also think it lasts forever because you can be Mm. diagnosed with a mental illness one year and not have it the following year, according to the DSM. Like you don't, you don't have to have them for life by all means you can, Mm -hmm. but you don't have, you know what I mean? And I don't, It doesn't mean that it's always in your control. Sometimes it's, you know, it's nature and nurture. Sometimes it's our biology. I know tons of people that would not be the person they are without being on meds consistently forever or won't be. I know other people that have different experiences with mental illness and come in and out of their depression or in and out of mm-hmm. their anxiety. You know what I mean? So I I do think in the same way that you're saying you kind of like approach that mindset of not being limited to, the, to that and understanding it, but then working with it. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's kind of where the excuse versus explanation can go, especially with a diagnosis. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that does make sense. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I just, I feel very strongly about that. But that's just a whole other can of worms that is like not the point of today's episode of just like people just allowing others to just hurt project their shit onto mm-hmm. relationships in people's mm-hmm. lives when it's just like mm-hmm. you don't you're not me you don't get what's happening um have you ever chosen a project in friendships like do you think you mirror no, how no, you choose no. friends okay that's which is right? which is so weird i mean yeah. no i i don't know because i feel like in friendships like i have such i don't know if it's because like in romance i have romanticized that concept, whether it be the type of relationship I saw between my parents or what that was, where it's like, mm-hmm. 
or I'd rather say I, I used to romanticize that. Now I don't, I catch myself a lot quicker. Um, and I feel like I don't, I feel like I don't do that as, I mean, I don't know what to fucking say. Cause I'm like, I do do it, but I, I'm like aware of it and I right, right, right. have to, I hey, actively, that's well, no, yeah. I'm aware of it and I actively don't fix. That's the biggest mm-hmm. difference is now I don't mm-hmm. go in and try and fix the human. So you can see yourself thinking the thoughts as they come up, but then you go, nope, that's just that yes. thought of that old pattern. I'm yes. not going to say so, anything. I'm not yeah. acting on this. That's doing the yeah. work, baby. But I do not do that with friends. I don't know what it is. Right. I feel like my tolerance, I, I feel like I give, which I don't know if this is the opposite way to look at it, or I should just be doing this across the board, but I feel like I give so much more wiggle room to men who are like in romantic partnerships with me than I do with friends. I feel like my, my boundaries are much stricter with my friends. I'm like, our friendship knows no boundaries. How is that true? <laughs> like, no, but I'm saying, no, I, I think just, that's just cause I don't have boundaries. <laughs> no, but you don't have people in your life that are doing fucked up things. Like you don't keep those people close. Right, 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 right. Of course. Neither do I. Like, I don't have friends. I don't, not but one you will human for being. Boys. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, okay, not okay, one okay, friend okay. that I have in my fucking life right now is like treating me like shit. Right. Of course. But there's a difference there. There's a fucking difference. And that's shit uh, that I've, I mean, that's, that's Hoffman for you, baby. Like, I've been working through that yeah. for a minute and a half of the that's way that funny, I let men treat me differently. I, t- I feel like I, I seek out both the same one because like I only ever dated friends. Like I never went on, I didn't really do dating apps. I never, I only like met someone out somewhere once that wasn't in my friend group. And then, you know what I mean? Like I always, yeah, but even still the guys that I've dated that were friends. Still no, still I gave more wiggle room too. just because they were friend doesn't mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. Interesting. Cause on the, when they start acting out of pocket, I would give the, I'd give the leash. Hmm. Were you, you know what single that is, though? the whole time, though? Mm-hmm. I don't, not in, by the way, not when we're in actual relationships. Like, if we are, if you are my boyfriend and I am your girlfriend, not after my college, like, boyfriend, mm-hmm. the psycho mm-hmm. one, like, the past relationship that I was in, yes, you know, whatever, he had wiggle room on certain things, but, like, I've just, in relationships, I am, if you're actually my partner, like, mm-hmm. you're my boyfriend, mm-hmm. then I don't let that shit fly. I think it's because I have a weird fear of abandonment in the courtship process. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once I know you're mine and like I'm yours and like we're in it and we've acknowledged it, then like shit does not fly with me. Yeah, that's true. It's just in the introductory period. That makes sense. If I like you, you a lot, if I don't, I'm like, I won't tolerate you. Bye. <laughs> right, 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 right. Do or have your past relationships all been honest about their mental health and has that affected the leash the length of the leash well with so with my ex that I've spoken about on here the one that I dated age 18 to 22 that was like really emotionally abusive he definitely struggled with undiagnosed something was he honest about it yes he was Mm -hmm. like I feel crazy and he'd get really emotional about it Mm -hmm. and we'd talk about it a lot but it was used as an excuse throughout the relationship that Mm -hmm. is a perfect for abusive behavior yeah yes yeah a hundred and ten percent what about because he can acknowledge that he Mm -hmm. was feeling that the whole time but then not only never make any action to 
to, never to help to, himself, no. empower himself, find out more about himself. But then he also used it repeatedly as an excuse to be abusive. He went to therapy session once and was like, I'm not doing it again. Sorry. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then to this day, I mean, I haven't talked to him forever, but to this day, I guarantee you he would still stand his ground on this. Um, we didn't speak for like a whole year and then we like got together to like, you know, have our whatever moment. And when he was trying to get me to see him, he told me he was in therapy. And mm-hmm. then I literally have it in writing. And then when I saw him, I brought it up. And he was like, I was talking about physical therapy. <laughs> and I was like, you stupid fucking piece of shit. You were like, of course you were. Yeah. That's on me. Yeah. I Fool me twice. Me. Yeah. Fool Fool me twice. twice. That one's on me. That yeah. one's on me. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take that one, buddy. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's so funny. I had a boyfriend that never told me they were struggling with mental health. Not never, but but rarely until we were going through like a long, like one of those dragged out breakups. You know, the ones that like take a year. Gotta love those. <laughs> Eight. Yeah. Oh, no. The worst thing in the entire world. But then would tell me how I was the only person that he could tell. I'm the only one that knows I can't tell anyone. And it was like very extreme, like hallucinations, delusions, like very extreme. Whoa. And I was, I, I luckily talked to like a psychologist friend of mine and was able to like try to work some things out or set boundaries or figure it out. But like, they were like, at the end of the day, you guys are not only going through a breakup, but them coming to you to that capacity. Like this is not, Mm -hmm. you're not, you're only going to make it worse at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but so I guess not really, but in friendships, I think all of my mentally ill friends never use it as an excuse, at least in terms of their relationship with us or their friendship or whatever. But I do think sometimes it does take a good friend to look at you and be like, is that your depression talking or is that really you talking and like helping Mm -hmm. you differentiate when you're doing it to yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I want to, that's what I wanted. Um, us to talk about a little bit the concept of how to be a good friend and support while still holding space, space for your own boundaries and room, and mm-hmm. room. yeah mm-hmm. to take care of yourself. oh my god make I it a two-pronged so yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. make a two-pronged let's start with how to be a good friend and support like i said before you're walking mm-hmm. alongside them on their path you're not their solution right right right, right. off the dome top it's like one if you don't know anything about mental health issues or dome top? Did that get you really? <laughs> I don't know why I've always heard it the other way around. The top of the dome. I've never heard dome top. Top in my of the life. dome. I feel like no dome top. Is it like a hip hop thing? Where did I get that from? I don't know. Anyway, go uh, ahead. <laughs> I have to pee guys, so badly. Go okay. pee. Go pee. No, 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 no. We're in okay, it. Okay, fine, fine. We're fine, in it to fine. win it, baby. Off the dome top, if you don't know a lot about mental health issues or challenges or specifically the one that your friend is experiencing, education is empowering as fuck. Like the more you Mm -hmm. can just learn to do your due diligence about how to be a supportive friend, the better Two, immediately, like when people share things with you, ask if they want feedback or like validation or support, like ask what they're looking for when you're going into a conversation with them. Like, exactly. Because like you said, like Nick said too, he's learning to like not give unsolicited advice when it wasn't asked. Mm -hmm. And like your friends that you give the green light to or not to like ask someone going into the conversation, what they're looking for in terms of you as a friend. And then also be really mindful of 
like small things. Like how many times do we make jokes about how I never text you back? Cause I'm always in an anxiety ridden hole and yeah. then you're more than willing to be gracious and lovely about it. Or like, or like, I don't know, just like the kind of like dance and dynamics and like energy giving and receiving, I think is a big part of supporting people with mental health issues and like mm -hmm. being so, um, is there like a word for not comparing? Like, like, uh, no, just like not, you're not comparing, taking, taking each friendship as the dynamic of each friendship is going to be as unique and special and individual as the people that are in them. And every person in the world is so fucking different. I mean, this is all so funny pride month. This is an argument that people make about pronouns. Like everyone in the world is going to feel like they're on a different scale of masculine and feminine because there's mm -hmm. infinite possibilities of what you can be. Mm -hmm. So if everyone has a different identification of what level they're at, there is potentially an infinite number of like pronouns. You could say that you would want to use because everyone has a different level. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like in the same way with mental health stuff, I think just really remembering that every single relationship you have is not going to look like the other relationship you have and knowing that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then re-mitigating your like expectations or your way you communicate or your style and like never feeling like one means that it's morally better than another one. Yes. I wanted to um, circle back to something that you just said, though, like how you were saying how in our friendship, like we always joke, like you don't answer me. Mm -hmm. And then like, I'll do that, too, where like I'll randomly have like a night. You'll text me at seven. I'll answer the next day at like noon. And you and I were talking about it the other day. And I do want to clear or I just like expand on it because I would I'm curious. But we made the joke the other day where I was like, I need to get Meadow a work phone. So oh, yeah. That, two phone baby came. Yeah, yeah. Because like uh -huh. sometimes I'll text Meadow for work stuff that like. I need an answer to and like she won't answer because she will see my text and just be like, okay, I'll answer later, which is fine, obviously. Or my phone like, is literally in the other room. Right. I do put my phone away, which is the bad thing that I do is that so, I like, won't even screen. I just put it away. Right. And so yeah. I wonder what the difference is because, okay, so you know how like people have been saying or maybe <laughs> this is just like my mother and like <laughs> her generation. People, meaning so my mom. My mom. <laughs> just about the concept of like, Oh, Gen I mean, neither of us are Gen Z. I mean, I'm a cusper, but like, they're like, oh, Gen Z doesn't want to work because they just want to take mental health days. And okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that's true, mm -hmm. but I wonder where like, okay, like for example, perfect example is like, you are working with a brand right now who like gave like after, after the mass shooting happened in Texas, literally like told all their employees, like, take what you need. Take the mental health day. Right. Here's a donation we made in our honor was mm -hmm. like the most beautiful handling yeah, yeah. of that situation yeah. I've ever seen. Yes. Perfect. So Mayfair group. yeah, I, I didn't know if you wanted me to say, but yeah, it was Mayfair yeah. and Sam's great. And, um, my life. foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam's amazing. Um, so the, obviously that's an extreme situation and that was a beautiful way to handle that. But then like, where's sort of the line of like, okay, I understand you're like anxious today, but like we have a deadline. Literally as individual as the friendship is. It's every single person has such a different mental health issue and such a different response to it that like you, I feel like it's about knowing who's on your team and knowing what you can ask for when. And I think if you are able to like manage that accordingly and work mm -hmm. with people I think it can happen because I also th I mean well that's just ooh, the thing there's about just working so with there's friends. also so many factors here like like 
Is it like a social media post that's going to be delayed? Because really that's fucking arbitrary. Who cares about social media? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it literally a doctor and a nurse that's taking a day off or like, it's like the type of work always depends who you're working with depends. But I, I think God, I just hear what I'm saying. No, I, I I totally hear what you're saying, but I also Mm -hmm. like my gut reaction to it was also like, so capitalism's version of like a five day work week and deadlines and everything is right. Like there's just, I, there's so no. many places that my mind goes with it that it's right, hard because for me to not, kind of say one big blanket statement for it. Yeah. And, but I think that's why it goes back to education and like actually giving people the tools to gauge that. But yeah. like this, we're obviously we're specifically talking about work and we're specifically talking about a situation in which we are friends who work together. So like, I know that sometimes I struggle with there, – there have been times that I actively won't send you something and I'll be like, no, 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 no. I know she's like fucking going through it and like doesn't need – this is – I got to either do it or like it doesn't need to get done today. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But then there's other moments where I'm like, okay, we've pushed things before and we already are pushing things and this doesn't need to be pushed. Like let's just fucking finish it or like mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we always kind of come together and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But like it, I just think about like when we expand – Right. And like, I think about like in the future and it just, Mm -hmm. it just, it just has me thinking of like management styles and leadership styles, because I obviously always want anybody who we're working with to feel completely supported by us. Totally. 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 I feel like the first thing we would do, cause I think we do it with each other is ask. So be like, Mm -hmm. I think you and I also would kind of like require a certain level of communication and that's yeah. hella fucking open if that's not abundantly clear yeah and we require that from everyone in our lives who we're dating okay who Put we're on the spot who we're friends with who anyway but so I think you and I our style with the first thing would be like okay level with me here like are you gonna need three days do you need one day whatever you need is okay but I need to make a gamut not whatever you need is okay. I mean, it is, but you never know. Yeah. But I need to make a game plan for like how I can hit all the things left while you're unavailable. And at least that level of communication has to happen. That's a really, really fucking good way of thinking of it. Thinking of it. Yeah. I have to plug my computer. <laughs> do what do you think? What no, is, what's your no, 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 no. That's a that's a beautiful way of putting it because I think that that allows for I'm here for you, I support you, but it also is like, but at the end of the day, we're a running business that mm-hmm. needs it's not going to stop because you're unavailable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you need to. This is what is going to be required of you, and I need you mm-hmm. to do this little push in order to just tell me what, tell me what it is that you need. Also, another Aaron example, every time that he hasn't, has felt sick or hasn't been able to go to work, I'm sitting next to him as he's calls his manager to be like, you know, they've already established he's sick. He's not coming mm-hmm. in. He's like, here's all the meetings I had today. Here's who needs to be pushed. Who's here's who you need to yeah. see today. Here's whose housing is contingent upon this, this, and this. Here's the order that they're like giving people when you leave all the information of what every open project, every open person, like where mm-hmm. things stand, what needs addressing and what doesn't and in what timeline for however long you're going to be gone. I think as long as you can supply that, it's it's more reasonable to give space for people to like process or have a day off. Right. Right. No, I, I fully agree with you. Um, let's talk a little bit about setting boundaries with friends <laughs> okay take it away because i got nothing <laughs> don't know the meaning never heard of her 
I mean, listen, you and I used to do this very, very early on in our friendship. And it's an exercise that you taught me where you, we don't really do it anymore. Cause I think we know each other what well enough. It? We know each other well enough now, but when Meadow and I were like in our, in our courting stage of like <laughs> gauging each other's personalities, we'd always ask each other, like, do you have the bandwidth? And sometimes we do. Sometimes we do actually ask. Oh each other no, that. we totally do. Yeah. yeah but yeah. not as much, no, not less. as much as. Yeah. Less because I think yeah. we know what the other one is going through more. Or less. And also like when you get deep, it's like, you're in this with me. You're my best friend. Listen yeah. up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So, so there's definitely moments where it's like, we would ask each other, like, do you have the bandwidth, um, to hear what I have to say before unpacking something or, that yeah, may or may not be heavy exactly. just for clarification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. also, by the way, I think it's really helpful when like how Meadow had said before, like you, you need to ask the person like what they need in response from you and sometimes I feel like on my end it's less of a burden frankly if I don't have to give advice <laughs> like if I'm just like oh my do you gosh. need me to listen because I'll sit yeah. here and I'll listen but like do you want my opinion right because then I feel like then when I give opinions and I get involved I then get attached to the outcome of what the person's gonna do mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then I'm mm-hmm. like why did you waste my time Mm-hmm. not yeah. listening to me. Uh-huh. I had you know to let I mean? that go a long time ago when I, you started I have. counseling people for a living. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I <laughs> they never do what you say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm releasing, I'm releasing. But like, so I don't know. But I it, feel it like- also is, it's an act it, to a certain extent. It's like, no, I care. That's why I now feel involved in like this. But then it's all, yeah. Uh-huh. I feel the need. I feel the need to point out though that there are extremes to this, right? Because there are moments in which your friend is going to be going through something that is extremely, it's just like, it's specific. It's one moment in time. Like they're going through a specific event in time. It's not okay. like, you know what I mean? Okay. Let's uh-huh. say your friend goes through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Perfect mm-hmm. example. Your friend's mm-hmm. going through a breakup and their mental health is fucking going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. That, you know, is a specific moment in time that they're going through that is going to take like however long of healing, but you know that it's a specific thing. There's a difference mm-hmm. between an event occurring Mm-hmm. that trigger something mm-hmm. versus their whole existence is one giant mental health mm-hmm. journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think from but my this opinion, one still impacts this one. Yes. Right. But my point of making that distinguish th- that of just dis- what distinction distinction. Thank you. There it is. Keep going. Sorry guys. It's okay, wires are crossed today. The <laughs> my reasoning, my reason for bringing up that distinction is because I think the boundaries are different. At least for me, the boundaries mm, shift. If my mm-hmm. friend is going through a specific event that I know, all right, this is this one is a sprint, not a marathon. Yeah. Okay. You okay, know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to sort of swallow maybe a little bit of what I'm going through and swallow some of my boundaries because I know this isn't going to last forever. And I know that right now they really need my support. For example, you did this for me beautifully when I went through my last breakup. Meta would literally stay on FaceTime with me for like 24 hours. Yeah. And And I hate being on the phone more than life itself. And it was just like, I've never experienced somebody supporting someone in the way that you did for me during that breakup. Mm. Like it was I do it again every time. It was <laughs> fucking it was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> like it was <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. I was waiting for I was like, come on, come on, hear my joke, hear my joke. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> we get it. Gabby has issues in her love kidding, life. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um 
No, you're so right though. It's like but when someone's going through something hyper specific to their life. You kind of right know. Now, you know that you have to like amp yourself up for that exact moment uh-huh. in time versus uh-huh. they're just because Long-term. I've had moments in friendships where they're just like fucking going through it all the time. And I'm like, I can't keep up. Yeah. And I think the boundaries are different, right? So I think the boundaries with round totally. one, we just said. And then if it's if it's, you know, this type of boundary, I feel like that's when you have to be a lot harsher with them and mm. be like, I am here, but you need, if they haven't already gotten the support that they need, encourage them to get that support and encourage them to continue to get that support once they hopefully have. But then also it's like, that's sort of where you have more right, I think, to be like, bitch, I'm tapped out right now. A thousand Because it's a fucking constant. And I also like, I, think- I can't handle it right now. Like, I also have shit going on. It's so unhealthy for both parties for someone to be coming to a friend about their mental health repeatedly and not actively be seeking professional help at the same time if that's if it's to that level. Like it's yeah. it's so inappropriate and so bad and like I'm so people pleasery. I've been there too and have not been able to be like I'm not your fucking therapist. Mm-hmm. But Oh my God. Is that, that's, I think that is one of the kindest things you can do for a friend with mental illness is clarifying that you are not their therapist Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's only going to make things worse for you and them by placating that. Yeah. And that's not to say, and take it from people that have learned it the hard way. Okay. Yeah. But it's, we're your big sisters for a reason. Yeah. Fully. It's not to say that like, if you're the one, you know, that like, you're not a burden on your friends. Like I've had a friend, right? Who, like, no, it's not had a lot a of burden. ups and downs. That's not what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Like she's had a lot of ups and downs, but she's like actively seeks help. And like, she'll sometimes like give me recaps of what's going on in her life. And we'll be like, mm-hmm. Oh, I just didn't want to tell you because I just didn't want to. And I'm like, okay, you're not a burden on me. Like you're mm-hmm. actively seeking help. You're doing what you need to do like that. You're not being a burden. Because they can share something with you from a place of like, here's what's going on in my life. I've been going through it, but X, Y, and Z, I'm figuring it out. How are you versus here's what I'm going through. Solve it. Yeah. That's the difference. It's approaching Mm -hmm. with the intention to like share and bring someone into your life and that your life does not have to be perfect for someone to bring you in on it and like be along with you and hold space for you and be there every step of the way. But when you're showing up with that information as like a let's workshop it now, what what should I do? That's mm-hmm. where that's where things go south. hundred percent. So you're it's never that someone's a burden. You're never a burden by sharing where you're at if something that you're going through is hard. You're a you're being inappropriate when you're asking someone else to solve it repeatedly. Repeatedly. I feel like that's a beautiful way to end this episode. Unless you're Oh, you have thank more to God. Add. No, let's get it over with. I don't know what I'm gonna say next. Because this <gasps> was no no no. I end feel like it. I feel like we came together. <laughs> I feel like we came together. I feel like our fucking two brain cells, you know, tried with all their might today. They really danced together. They, they like, really just wiggled and sh- and and did a little <gasps> shimmy together. And I Thanks for keeping us on track. You're welcome. My girl. Thanks for all of your great contributions per use. Uh, Tweedledee my stress ball came out in the middle of this episode <laughs> I need can you believe that everyone remembered to take one from Mayfair but me who else someone told me recently Michael Sarah's Michael said he was on the flight and was having flight anxiety and started squeezing the stress ball from Mayfair's event and was like it came in clutch I was like Gabby just said that to me it's I so forgot good. to take one well thanks for listening um rate and review go watch us on YouTube <laughs> don't rate and review after this one Go watch us on YouTube. I'm sorry if the sound was. You can watch me cry. We're really trying to figure it out. Fuck. Quality may vary. Ciao.
Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mayberry podcast every Monday.